The biggest international festival for the business of podcasting is back. The Podcast Show London will bring together thousands of podcast creators under one roof on the 22nd and 23rd of May. Also featuring major industry players, global brands and some of the most iconic voices in podcasting. Plus creator meetups, networking and an evening festival of unmissable live shows. Passes from £89. Book yours now at thepodcastshowlondon.com. You're listening to episode 61 brought to you by Lola and ButcherBox. For 40% off your first order of Lola, go to mylola.com and enter code LOVELY. And for free bacon and $20 off your first ButcherBox, go to butcherbox.com lovely and enter the code LOVELY. Cultivating the Lovely with me, Mackenzie Monroe from CultivatingTheLovely.com and Bold Turquoise across pretty much all social media, along with... And Jody McKenna from JodyMcKenna.com and WiseHouseOils.com. Today we're going to be chatting about hobbies, why they're important, how to find time for them, and what some of our favorites are. I'm curious, what are you doing these days, Mackenzie? Okay, so there is one hobby that I am actively pursuing because I can do it in my current living situation. What's this? And it's reading. Oh, And it really does help me to either be able to process things or just wind down or kind of check out from hard things that are happening in life. Because we kind of were talking about that before we started Mm-hmm. recording we both are kind of coming into this recording with sort of heavy hearts like a lot yeah. of hard life stuff going on right yeah. now and I just I kind of told Jody like it's okay if we can bring some of that realness to the table because I'm sure a lot of our listeners have dealt with that too like we can't always be like happy peppy yay we're doing our hobbies today <laughs> you know that's right that is right now yeah. I'm curious as you're reading through things, are you still like using um, your journals to put like some of those, that information that you're learning into it? Cause you're the one that got me started on, you know, not necessarily bullet journaling, but uh, Midori journaling. Yeah. Yeah. So are you still doing that? It, would you still include that as a hobby? You know, it's one of those things that if I'm able to carve out time for, I do. And it's kind of like, I'm looking towards next fall because Mm. my life's going to change a lot next fall. And I'll be talking more about that on upcoming episodes. Yeah. But I know I'm going to have more time. And so that is something that I plan to more intentionally bring back into that reading hobby because I really do, like, especially for nonfiction, I really want to be able to keep track of the things like do that kind of commonplacing because I know that just writing something out cements it in my brain better. Mm-hmm, and true. so I, right. I do want to make that more active part of my reading right now. I'm more limited to just like highlighting and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, but I do really like that part of reading if I'm able to do it. So do you do like to consider reading as a hobby right now, is that more fiction or nonfiction? I would say that, the fiction I'm doing, I'm reading both, uh-huh. but my fiction reading is more the hobby and more the thing that allows me to just check out the not most of the nonfiction reading I'm doing right now is prep for the podcast. So okay. that's kind of work. And actually I was going to share this as one of my, my lovelies, but I will just, I would just say it right now. Get it out there now. <laughs> just get it out there. I am doing myself the favor of listening to a lot of the books I'm prepping for the podcast on in audiobook form Mm -hmm. because I just I've kind of had to realize my time is so limited and I have to double up on things wherever I can and so Mm -hmm. if I can be prepping for a podcast while I'm cooking dinner or driving back from dropping my kids off somewhere or something like that like I just really have to take advantage of those times and so sometimes it even means like usually publishers will send me the books, you know, which is great. I love to have the books on hand for when I'm actually recording the episode and everything. But I've been actually forking out the money and buying the audiobooks because 
I have to find margin somewhere. Right. And so that's been helpful for that part of it. But for the actual, like enjoying it, considering it as a hobby, that has been more fiction. So the question would be then, what speed do you listen to it on? Oh, gosh. (laughs) How quickly am I preparing? There was one where I kept thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to sit down. I'm going to be able to sit down and read this. And like two days before we recorded, I was like, I have not read this. So I listened to it on two and it was like, it was so fast. And it was, it's painful for me as a voiceover actor because I have such an appreciation for like how it's recorded and like the real intent and like making it sound good and so it is like painful to me but it was just like I have got to get it done and make it happen I bet oh. Oh. but there are a couple audiobooks that I have coming up that I'm going to be listening to after I do all this prep work that I will just listen to normal speed because those will be for enjoyment and that's Chip Gaines new book and Lauren oh. Graham's new book so those will just be, you know, leisurely listening. But these other ones have been like, I now know what Sarah McKenzie sounds like at two times her normal speed. As a chipmunk. Sorry, yes. Sarah, we don't mean it badly. No, you did a beautiful job at twice your normal speed. <laughs> but what about you? Because you've got like heaviness and a lot and four kids. And like, what are you finding actual time for right now? I'll share a little bit about why I have heaviness just so our listeners kind of understand where I'm coming from. So um, my husband has um, psoriatic arthritis and, you know, it's, it's been part of our life kind of, you know, it manifested itself about seven years after we were off the mission field and we've, we've gone through a lot of different seasons of it ebbing and flowing and, and being, where it doesn't bother him to where the pain's really bad. And, and so right now we're just in a season where he's in a lot of pain Ugh. and I just, I th- it's just hard to watch yeah, and hard to know like, okay, what's our next step? Yeah. Um, because we've been through to a ton of doctors and, yeah. um, you know, done a lot of different alternative things and, you know, and, you know, we do the supplements, we do the oils, we do, whole food diet. Like right now I have chicken stock in the crock pot. You know, I took a picture on Instagram. You can go see it. Um, so you know, just, I kind of just come at it right now. Like what next? And, and uh, in some ways I sometimes feel really guilty for indulging in a hobby, but yet I also recognize knowing my personality profile and type Mm -hmm. that, and being an introvert, like, having a hobby is really important for me not to feel like I'm going to implode because I never yeah. feel like I'm going to explode. It's more like I'm going to just implode and mm-hmm. kind of melt and crumble up and, yeah. you know, and just disappear. You know, like that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so honestly, and, and this is, I, I sometimes feel silly and I think I've mentioned it once or twice before in previous episodes, but like my pen palling, <laughs> Yeah, is is a huge source of just fun and comfort. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure how I came across it, and maybe I just searched for a pen pal group on Facebook. But um, I joined two different pen pal groups. Um. Actually, I joined a third, but I found out that you really need to choose like all female pen pal clubs. Like, oh. just <laughs> yeah. Warning to all you ladies out there, like. <laughs> Do not do the mixed runs. Like it's not just not good. Whoops. I'm still getting weird Facebook requests and all that. Oh, so, no. so yeah. Um, so I found just an, a neat group. One of them, you know, they just, you basically kind of do like an ad about yourself. Oh, that's and It's like online like what, dating. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. It's a little awkward. Like, and also putting yourself out there because like, what if, no one wants to be your pen pal, Yeah, you know, and like, you don't yeah. get any responses or, or really, or sometimes then you'll get a response from someone, but like you are total opposites and you're like, I, I, I know we cannot be pen pals. Yeah. Um, and then I, that actually that one, I found a pen pal and then that morphed into her inviting me into, she had an approved pen pal club. And so what's been really fun about that one is these ladies are also on Marco Polo. 
Oh, and fine. so they have like a walking club on Marco Polo. So when they go walking, they'll just like talk while they're on Marco Polo. And, um, and then, so I've gotten to become some, you know, friends with them that way. Yeah. And so we're like connected on Facebook on Marco Polo. Some of them now I follow on Instagram and they follow me. And then we write handwritten letters. And most of the time, for the pen pal clubs, like you're not just sending a letter, like you'll send washi tape, yeah. stickers, and like it's nothing elaborate or fancy, but it's just like old fashioned, like I'm thinking of you kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, like that, like I love, you know, today we had classical conversations co op, and I came home today and unloaded our, our food gets delivered, or it's called Green Bean, it gets delivered yeah. to our house. So I unloaded that, did the dishwasher made a cup of tea and sat down to write my pen pal. It was really fun. You know, so that's, that's definitely probably a hobby that I do during the daytime, um, that I will make time for. Um, kombucha is still a hobby and I call making my kombucha a hobby just because it's still fun. Yeah. Like it's novel. Yeah. And I just enjoy that process of growing bacteria. (laughs) Yeah. Yay. Happy bacteria. And then like you, of course, reading and then, um, the one that gives me the huge high, which is really odd or funny, but is blogging. Like, you know, now that I kind of stopped blogging to gain money and I just blog Mm -hmm. really just for the sake of blogging, kind of like it used to be. And we've talked about that before. Yeah. Just to blog when I have time and, but making it a priority for that creative outlet, like, that I love. Yeah. It's almost then, like journaling. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. But faster almost. Yeah. Except when yeah. you're adding pictures, but yeah. you know, just typing that out, um, is faster. And then I don't know if you can call it a hobby, but like, I'm a huge wind calls the heart fan. Um, oh yeah. And heartland. And so like, those are the ones that are the no mental processes going on. Yeah. And I'm going to call it a hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, there are, yeah, I, I'm not going to actually state what they are because I would lose all my listeners, <laughs> but there are <laughs> certain shows that I have gotten me through the past six months. I'm just yeah. going to say that because they allowed me to check out of my own life and live in that dreamland of, okay, that's what's going on. Even if they were really dramatic or intense or whatever, it was like somebody Mm -hmm. else's life could be dramatic and intense and I could just watch theirs going on and I didn't have to deal with my own life. And so there have been definite seasons, especially in the last six months where I may not be reading as much, but I'm binge watching a show for a while. And then when that's over, I'm reading more again. And, you know, it's just kind of, been cyclical of when things are out and how I'm, how I'm doing emotionally is, is a lot of it too. And I found that when I, like when we house sat for people a couple of months ago and I really did have my evenings to myself, they, Mm -hmm. it was a very good picture of what things will end up being like, but Mm -hmm. it was interesting to see what I really did end up turning to. Like I didn't turn to shows as much. I did do more reading when I could just be alone in a bedroom. (laughs) Like it was like, Oh, interesting. Like this is a preview of what life could be like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that reading is always though a, a good one for me because I also feel like I like to learn. Input is one of my strengths on the Strengths Finder. It's like my number mm-hmm. two or number one or something like that. And so I I really enjoy historical fiction and feeling like I'm really getting something out of it. It's really satisfying mm-hmm. to me to feel like I'm not just reading, but I'm learning something. Mm-hmm. And so that that really clicks for me and then another big one that is super satisfying to me and I really have not been able to do since we've been living here just because of space and storage and all of that and that is any kind of paper crafting whether it's oh yeah art journaling like making my planner pretty hand lettering all of those kinds of things are 
super just like calming to my spirit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And especially when I'm doing my planner, it helps me just feel like I'm more on top of my life and that I'm going to use my planner because I've taken the time to make it beautiful. And that is a big thing that I look forward to about getting out on my own again, just mm-hmm. being able to do that again and having the space and the, the time to be able to do it. And that's when I really look forward to. Okay, ladies, this might be one that you want to pop in the earbuds for because we're going to talk about feminine care products for a second. Now, if you've followed me for any length of time on social media, you know that I don't really hold back when it comes to talking about this topic or how we should be dealing with it. Because I realized years ago that the FDA does not require brands to disclose the list of ingredients that are in their feminine care products. And so most of the major brands use synthetic ingredients like rayon and polyester and all kinds of harsh chemicals and cleansing agents, fragrances, dyes. I mean, seriously, it's not the kind of stuff you want to be having next to your hoo-ha. But Lola takes care of this problem and a couple of other problems that I'd like to mention here in a second. But their products are made with 100% organic cotton, so you don't have to worry about what you're putting up next to your skin. They do the job amazingly well, plus they go above and beyond. Because you can customize a subscription to be completely what you need, from the perfect absorbency to the number of boxes, the frequency of delivery, everything delivered straight to your door. Their subscription is super flexible, so you can change, skip, or cancel at any time. It's founded by women for women. They offer pads, liners, and tampons. And one of my favorite things about them is their super discreet packaging. I've had one too many children take things out of my purse that were more brightly colored than I would really prefer. And these ones are sleek, simple. You don't have to worry about being embarrassed. And because they're delivered straight to my door, I don't have to go through that whole awkward checkout line thing where there's a teenage boy and, you know, none none of that, none of it. I just have them dropped off right at my door. It's awesome. And because it's so awesome, they're going to give you 40% off your first order. Just go to mylola.com and enter the code lovely. 40% off, you guys. That's amazing. Go to mylola.com, use the code lovely. My sister-in-law has, she's a really wise lady. She's been on the mission field and now her and her husband have a, have a recovery ministry. And she's told me two things. The first one recent, and then there's a second one a long time ago. But one of the things she was telling me, and I think you and I are both in this season right now, um, but she looked at me a couple of weeks ago and she's like, Jody, you are grieving. And so she's like, and sometimes, you know, as you're going through the grieving process, you know, and all the steps that go through grieving, you know, and grieving doesn't have to happen just when someone dies, you've lost a loved one. Like grieving can be when you've had a huge, huge life event yeah, and your life changes. And, and so she was walking me through that and she's like, what are you doing that, you know, that self-care, what are you doing? And so I told her, of course, about the pen paling. And then, like, I sheepishly was like, yeah, sometimes I, I do Netflix. Like, I'll binge watch. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of felt guilty about that because, you know, I've read books and I've listened to podcasts and I've listened to books about, you know, I've heard some people really bash this whole concept of completely checking out. But she's a counselor and she's gone yeah. through extensive counseling and she's like, sometimes because of the heaviness with what you have to deal with, mm-hmm. you know, and in a lot, in a lot of ways that what God didn't plan for us to deal with, yeah, like that sometimes it's okay just to really shut the brain off so it can kind of heal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like as long as you're getting your sleep and, you know, you're, you're not like totally removing yourself from life. You're still yeah. functioning. Yeah. Like give yourself that grace mm-hmm. that you're going to be intentional, say about binge watching and, <laughs> but you've got the boundaries, you know, so it doesn't take over your life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But then the other thing that she said, and I think about this for you, especially when you do get your own place. And I remember this when we lived overseas because, you know, we would go into places where, you know, the whole entire family, six people live in a very tiny room. Mm-hmm. Like I remember our first 
apartment was uh, 800 square, no, 500 square feet. And it was tight. Yeah. And it was just two of us. Mm -hmm. And we would, we would go into places in India where it was half that size where six people lived. Yeah. And my sister-in-law was telling me how people end up putting up walls, kind of emotional walls in their brains to protect themselves and carve out that space. Yeah. You know, like, and, um, and maybe necessary the people in India, like let's say hypothetically are more used to that, mm-hmm. but like in America we're used, we're definitely more used to space. Yeah. And, but maybe we're all created to need some sort of space. I mean, after all, Adam and Eve were in this huge garden. Yeah. So, I mean, there was a lot of room, a lot of space, time to think. Mm-hmm. So, like there is definitely, it, I think, healthy to have some boundaries like that yeah. where you get space, where you're not constantly on top of each other. And yeah. And so I can see why you felt that freedom and that ref- refreshing and not needing to go to, dare I say it, like an electrical stimuli, you know, because, yeah. you know, it does like it, you, you get like endorphins and when you're watching this and, and it's happy and, you know, it yeah. just, and then when you have the mental space and the freedom, because you haven't been around people all the time and you can think it's that craving to watch something just isn't, or to engage on social media. It's, it's not as strong because it's almost like your brain can quiet down yeah. when it has actual natural boundaries instead of creating the emotional boundaries. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. I think I think kind of leading off of that too, like something that has sort of been a hobby over the last months has been thinking about what that space will be. And yeah, your Pinterest page. Well, yeah, doing the Pinterest, <laughs> but also picking things up along the way to yeah. be like, when, when I do have a home, it we can make it feel like home. Like that's very mm-hmm. important to me that it's not just going to be this stark empty box that my kids are like, oh, like we right. at least we've been in Nana and Papa's home. You know, now what is this place? Like I want it. To, I want them to feel comfortable. I want us all to feel like we can take that deep breath. And so for me, a big part of that has been picking up the little pieces along the way to make mm-hmm. that happen, which I've talked about in other episodes on decorating and whatever. But that that in a lot of ways has been a hobby and like a way for my brain to process like okay this isn't forever you know it there is an end to this particular season and Uh I think that forward looking and doing things around that can be really helpful for our brains to process things too and it's fun (laughs) it is fun it's so fun it's fun to dream about and I like what you were saying too about the blogging because we both I was thinking about this when I, you know, was thinking, oh, we're going to do this hobby topic. Like we, that's how we met each other was through blogging, you know, as this first little hobby that we had when we were younger moms and we wanted that outlet Mm -hmm. and maybe, you know, finding a little bit of community with other moms going through the same things. And, Mm -hmm. and I, you know, I ended up having a hard time sticking with the blogging because it became so businessy. Like, I think we both went through that a little bit. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're just more worried about getting the right links and promoting the right stuff and evergreen content and SEO and like all of that. And that's made it so hard. And Patreon for me has been a really good way to kind of cut out a lot of that and just be able Mm -hmm. to get to the goods again. Like when I'm writing a post, it doesn't feel like, I'm just writing it to promote something or like I just get to be honest. And I've been talking about this with my friend Katie about kind of like where Patreon's going because I feel like it's one of those things you got to keep iterating. Like what's working? What's not? What mm-hmm. what are people looking for? What do they want? And she sent me the sweetest message the other day and she's like, I think people just want more of you. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. But I think yep. I think she's on to something because when I was doing the morning show, for cultivating the lovely, you know, for uh-huh. a year and a half or whatever, we just got to hang out and I got to be really honest about life. And I really do feel like I want to bring more of that in for those VIP Patreon people who are really invested, you know, like uh-huh. they, they really, uh-huh. they care enough to be a part of that. And they, I, it kind of excites me to think like, oh, I could be blogging more about 
more personal things even mm-hmm. and be able to open up to this inner group of ladies who have been with me for a number of years now and you know have been a huge support to me through this time and even the last few years and so Uh that's kind of fun to think about going there again and allowing it to be more of that that journaling that realness you know not that I'm not real on my other platforms but you are able to get a little bit more intimate when it's a little bit more guarded like that yeah you know yeah Well, I see even in like the Facebook group, when you post something, people want to know more. And, and, you know, you've got a couple of posts for that, that really keep resurfacing. Yeah. How's this going? I mean, they want more of you. That's why people listen, you know? Yeah. And I always think just, uh, welcome to counseling with Jody and Mackenzie. (laughs) (laughs) But I always, you know, it's always, But it's always just like, ah, it's about the content. It's about the content. It's not about me. It's about the content. But maybe there's a little piece of people being here because they just like me. So, you know, I mean, I I have to remember that too. Like, oh, we hung out on Patreon, or not on Patreon, but on Periscope for, you know, that year and a half. And people, Mm -hmm. we just liked hanging out together. And so I'm I'm kind of, you know, doing that iteration to try to figure out what does that look like for for Patreon, for that inner circle of VIP ladies who are really in there and, and bringing more of that, that feel to it too. So we'll see. You know, and it, it, it could be something too, like many of us and you and me, a lot of our relationships and our community is online. Yeah. And some of those people we meet when we go to conferences, like when you go to wild and free and, mm-hmm. you know, and I, like this past weekend, I traveled to Philadelphia to be with a bunch of people who love oils and stuff. And Fun. and so I see those people every single day on Facebook. Yeah. I interact with them on Marco Polo and, you know, all the places. Yeah. I think it produces but, community. Yeah. You know? but, and that is our community. But I think because it's such a weird basis and for so long, it was an impersonal form of communication. Yeah. But now there's so much that you can do with it where, yes, in many respects, you're only seeing the best at times, Mm -hmm. but you still can actually have authentic relationships with some girlfriends online and, and, and go through and have the hard conversations. Like Mm -hmm. I know with, with my friend Carissa, like, yeah, we have hard conversations, like just about what's going on in life, really not just like. I'm mad at you. It's nothing like that. But I mean, like we'll have hard stuff on Voxer and we have to do it that, that way because of the, all the kids we have, you know, yeah. and, and so, and we often can't have this long conversation. And yeah. so it happens in these sporadic times, but yet I'm still being really real with her and honest about what's going on. Yeah. So I, I would definitely encourage you to like to continue to be warm and, and open up, especially on Patreon, where it's a, it is like a, a special community yeah. that you've created there for even other people can be open and yeah. you know, you've created yeah. something there and getting over that idea of, oh, wait, do they really want me? Yeah. Yeah, they do. They're on there, you know, like, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and realizing that community can be found that way. And there's a reason why, you know, people want good content there, but they also want someone who is authentic. I mean, I'm desperate to find people who are authentic yeah. and we'll just talk about the hard things. Yeah. And I think be, that's why we, we enjoy each other as much as we do because yeah. there hasn't been that, you know, small talk, whatever, like, we, <laughs> right, especially not today. Yeah, like <laughs> We jumped in, I mean, pretty early on of just like, this is the, the real stuff. And, you know, I think, I mean, circling back to the hobby thing again, it's because of the hobbies that we've been able Mm -hmm. to find our tribes and it, it takes having your hobby, which in and of itself is self-care and that is Mm -hmm. important, but then being able to add that community layer on top of it and the online community, which I know gets kind of poo-pooed at times, but my best friends have come from online community and even my local yep. friends who are my closest friends 
I am only as close to them as I am thanks to things like Marco Polo. Mm-hmm. Because because we have kids, because we're spread out, because whatever, we would not be able to have that communication like we do and mm-hmm. even share in our hobbies the way that we do if it weren't for Marco Polo. I, you know, show, show my planners <laughs> to my friends on, you know, Marco yeah. Polo. And you talk about oils and are able mm-hmm. to, you know, it just, thankfully, I mean, even just finding, you know, your tribe on Instagram of all the planner yeah. people. It was like, I'd been into planners all my life. And then it exploded on Instagram and you realize, wait, other people, this is not like a weird thing. Like people love planners <laughs> yeah. as much as I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. You know, and it's so fun to find those people that then you end up having a lot of other things in common with as well. Yeah. But but to yeah. have that kind of token thing that brings you together, like blogging brought us together. And then we found out, you know, we we do crunchy stuff and we're homeschoolers. And, you know, we like we have all these other mm-hmm. things that we connect on and it's able to forge these really amazing, long lasting friendships. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah. And there's some of the friendships <laughs> that I feel like I've been able to like, even if we kind of lose contact with each other for a little while they're the easiest ones to pick back up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there is a lot of grace in that, especially yeah. with the online relationships in, in many ways, because mm-hmm. you're not constantly seeing each other. Yeah. And so, you know, when there's a, a space of time, there's that grace of, yeah. Oh, you weren't just forgetting about me or you hate me. It's just, yeah. You got busy and I saw that on your Instagram and I'm going to give you that, that grace. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank goodness for Instagram. We can go like catch up on each other's (laughs) lives real quickly. Yeah. I know. Cause back to Carissa, she'll be like, I saw what happened this weekend and this weekend. So I know where you were quiet and yeah. And it's okay. But how are you now? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I think that there are, there's true value in all those things. And it's so nice when the, the online stuff can merge with real life and, and really be a support system. Mm-hmm. Now, let me ask you this for, for our people who are listening, how would you recommend that people like find others maybe that have a hobby? Like let's say our hobbies don't resonate yeah. with people who are listening. So what do you think, in your opinion, is the best way to find other people like you or like them? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, obviously, online is a great way to do it. But I think there's either, like, finding... Like, by hashtag, maybe? Yeah. Well, I think if you're... I think there's two different things. So, if you're looking for... Okay. You don't care if they're local. Go to Instagram. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you can find, you know... Insta book lovers, Insta crocheters, you know, like if you just search that stuff, you're going to start to find your tribe there and you'll see people who are tagging other people and they, the names start to become more familiar to you and you can, Uh you know, kind of fit yourself in there. I think if you're looking for more local community, like a book club or, you know, an actual physical in your town crochet group or whatever, I think that Facebook is the place Uh to go to because it's much easier to search you know crocheting in my town and you'll probably be able to find something like a planner group or whatever they usually have more localized groups I think on Facebook I never thought about but that is I think that is a great distinction yeah for finding local versus hey I just want to kind of see pop in and see what's going on in the world around me and my to find my tribe yeah you know and I don't have to interact with them (laughs) yeah and I mean you can interact on Instagram for sure but you can also just see like oh the best planner layouts that I've not seen before you know and a lot of ways sometimes I turn more I think most of the time I turn more to Instagram for those inspirational things where I turn to Pinterest for just like the how to's but if I want Mm -hmm. more the connection and more just purely the inspiration for decorating or whatever I I turn to Instagram and then you do have Mm -hmm. the option of forming relationships too it just depends on what what you do with it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. 
And I think putting yourself out there too. Like showing yeah. what you're doing, mm-hmm. showing your hobbies, not to like brag about it and whatever, but for the purpose of finding community. Because right. if you're on Instagram and you're, you start commenting on other, let's just say planner girls, you know, you start mm-hmm. commenting on theirs, but if they come to your thing and they don't see anything about planners, they're going to be like, okay, well, thanks for the comment. Yeah. But if they mm-hmm. see that you're doing the same thing and they like what you're doing and you like what they're doing, then, then there becomes that, you know, that friendship that starts to boil. I mean, I think even like, I've talked about this with Rebecca. We talked about it a little bit on one of our new what Ingrid and Fiona like episodes, Mm -hmm. our, our inaugural episode. We talked about how our friendship, you know, came to be. And it was because she was following me and then she was willing to kind of reach out and reveal some stuff about herself. And, you know, so then it ends up becoming this interaction between the two of you, where if it's mm-hmm. more one-sided, it's hard to form the friendship. Ladies, I live in a family of little meat eaters. We are really big on our protein around here, but it also makes me really nervous to buy just generic meat that we find at the grocery store because usually it's packed full of so many antibiotics and hormones, and I hate to think about feeding that to my family. That's why I was so excited when I found ButcherBox because not only do they deliver the meat straight to my door, it's packed in dry ice so it's perfectly frozen. It's basically like having my neighborhood butchered. Just drop everything off right at my house. But it's also the finest quality out there. Butcher Box meats come from humanely raised animals that are never fed antibiotics, hormones, or fatty fillers. Their grass-fed and grass-finished beef is so yummy. We've had their steaks and their ground beef. It was excellent. My family loved it. We also love their free-range organic chicken and their heritage breed pork. ButcherBox is awesome because you can choose from one of their curated boxes that they've already put together, or you can customize your own box and have it delivered straight to your door. Frozen from the peak of freshness, vacuum-packed, and biodegradable packaging. If you want to try out how awesome ButcherBox is, you can get free bacon and $20 off your first box by going to butcherbox.com forward slash lovely and enter the code lovely. Again, free bacon and $20 off your first box at butcherbox.com slash lovely code lovely. I was even, you know, like it was interesting because I was, I was, sharing I was showing a picture of my pen palling and it was interesting because I actually had someone then private message me and say tell me about this pen palling yeah and I had met her at, at a marriage retreat a while ago so I knew her yeah but like we weren't like buddy buddy but it was neat she's like can we start being pen pals Aww. so then she wrote me this letter and so it was neat like you know there that authenticity can come out and you can, you know, from the social media, make it an in real life thing. Mm -hmm. But sometimes just giving people a peek of your story and, and really, and just sharing it. Like I'm constantly sharing my story. Yeah. um, Just because I am obsessed with the word story and what it all means. (laughs) And maybe we should say that's my hobby is telling stories. Um, I love story. (laughs) I love telling stories. Um, but sharing your story and then other people were like, can be like, well, that, that, that's like my story. Mm-hmm. You know, I have that hobby in my story or, or maybe there's something about our story that people are, that are interested in. And then they see our hobbies and then that gives them hope. Like, oh, yeah, I could do that too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. those are my deep thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it helps you to take your own hobby to another level but then it helps you with that connection too like even with people you know or have known in the past or whatever like I even got somebody joined the Facebook group the other day and they were like love the podcast listen to it all the time I was like now hold on we went to high school together oh my goodness seriously I didn't think you were all that fond of me but you're like interested in the podcast what that's That's amazing and so it's just interesting how over the years even you can find that you have similar interests as someone that you didn't even realize and you can connect in a way that you wouldn't have otherwise yeah 
all thanks to the internet. That's what we should change the name of this episode to. All thanks to the internet. We're really not giving you much hobby information, but man, has this been an awesome counseling session. We needed it. Thank you, everyone, oh, yes. for listening. Thanks for sitting we in. We so appreciate we'll, you listening to our counseling. We'll take your advice. You can post it in the Facebook group. Uh, but... I mean, like, it's real. Like It is. It's, it's not just, all it's always it's cheery. Life. And, yeah. And sometimes I think people hear the name of the podcast. Oh, it's Cultivating the Lovely. It's probably, like, all, you know, tea and roses all the time. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's not what it is. It's like life is really hard. And we're just trying to make the best of it and find those little things that we can enjoy. You well, know? I- I mean, if you think about it, cultivating. So like right now, my garden looks, I mean, it's got this layer of green weeds that look pretty from a distance, but (laughs) it's also got all the leftover sunflower stalks and, you know, things that I did not pull up when I should have after they were done growing. And so that's hard work. And that is some ugliness that I need to grind up so that it decomposes yada 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 to make my garden beautiful and that's all part of cultivating yeah so I think it's powerful the name cultivating the lovely because it doesn't like things aren't just lovely sometimes like the schoolroom I'm sitting in right now was not lovely six months ago it was ugly yeah beyond belief and that was a lot of hard work and toil to transform this room to our favorite room in our house. Yeah. That was something we had to cultivate. So you and I are, and really all your podcasters were intentional about cultivating lovely things. And that's just like being the, it's the work of a farmer. We're, we're farming loveliness. Yeah. Well, I used to say (laughs) on the Periscope show all the time that cultivating means putting in the labor, the care Mm -hmm. and the study to make something happen. And yeah. so it, it takes effort and it's, it's not just like, Oh, this little pretty picture all the time. And sometimes, sometimes lovely looks hard and it's just, yeah. you have those seasons of, of drought and difficulty and you have to like, I mean, we've talked about it. We're looking for those little moments to find our yep. hobbies right now. My fiction book in all authenticity is sitting in my bathroom because that's where I can get a minute to read my book. You know, I mean, but I'm doing it. I'm reading it. Even if it's just for three minutes, you know, I'm I'm finding that time to in all the craziness and the really Mm -hmm. hard parts of right now, at least find those moments Mm -hmm. to to get a little bit of my lovely on. So that's, are you cultivating lovely anywhere else you're getting your lovely are we getting that question (laughs) that was such a smooth transition girl you should have your own radio show no i'm i'm just gonna co-host with you yes i love it that's why i brought you on um i am i am so detach from our hobbies you know internet whatever conversation that this became um i the specific (laughs) thing that i am doing to cultivate loveliness right now is trying to pace myself better with my work because mm. right now I have like one evening a week that my kids aren't with me and I have every other weekend and a lot of the time I find myself just saving up my work mm. for those mm-hmm. times and then it's like I get so behind and I really need those times to to rest as well and Mm -hmm. try to get ready for the week ahead or whatever. And I'm just, I end up getting behind and feeling overwhelmed and it, it just becomes too much. And so I have been trying to really break out my planner more, even though I'm not able to make it pretty. Like I like to really at the beginning of the week, like pace out how much I need to get done each day, even if it's just little bits. So I'm not getting as buried and feeling like I can be more on top of it. And then when I come to one of those weekends where I don't have my kids with me, that I can take a little bit more time to just get some breathing room and not mm-hmm. feel like, oh my goodness, I have two days to do two weeks worth of work. And so that's how 
it's not it doesn't you know it's not particularly like beautiful but it really is helping me to feel less overwhelmed right now well and there's freedom in that too and being intention to intentionally take that extra time out yeah you know and then you don't have to worry and feel guilty it's like no I'm being intentional yeah so I I, I worked and I you know uh diligently practice that that compound effect like you did a little something throughout the rest of the time and then when you do have that break on that weekend yeah okay I'm gonna take this time out and I'm not gonna feel bad about it I'm gonna get recharged exactly boom that's why you you gotta do that as a mom absolutely and And as a human yeah it's that it's that whole self-care thing that we're talking about this year and I think though that the other linchpin piece of it is there have been weeks past and months past where I thought, okay, I'm just going to do a little bit every day. But if I haven't actually mapped out what mm. I need to do every day, then I get to the Man. day and I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't have the time to figure out what it is I need to do. Yeah. So I just don't do anything. So mm-hmm. taking that little bit of time to figure out, okay, if I write this post this day, if I listen to this, you know, podcast that I need to approve this day, you know, like just figuring that out is a huge obstacle for me to get over. It eliminates that decision fatigue and Mm -hmm. allows me to just then do the work that I need to do on the day that I need to do it. Mm -hmm. Yep. What about you? (laughs) (laughs) You know, one of the things I actually have on autopilot. So, and I got it from you, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago, um, is I have my Instagram. Oh my gosh, we're talking about social media again. <laughs> I have my Instagram set up that um, it goes to that um, chat books. Oh yeah. And so in, my Instagram pictures are, are printed every single every single month and then, yeah. you know, delivered to our home. And like, it, it brings me absolute joy yeah. that when they come, the kids get so excited because oftentimes they don't see what I post on Instagram and nine times out of 10, it's them. And so it's so fun. Like that's what they do is just scour, you know, all of these chat books I have of my Instagram and they see their life. Yeah. And for me, that's just really lovely to observe, to know that that's just something I have set on, on autopilot, you know, it just happens. Yeah. And I, that I just truly love and, you know, like getting my chicken stock ready. Like, I don't know why, (laughs) like I love doing some of those traditional things that, you know, like I am not looking forward to tomorrow night, like, like taking the meat off that chicken carcass, but (laughs) I'm going to feel so good when I'm serving that chicken soup, like however, whatever else I put into it. And knowing that that is going to be supporting my family's gut health, like let's just, I mean, that's why I'm doing it. Um, So those are some weird cultivating lovely things that I'm doing. I think those are Um, really good. And I think the other thing, like this is going to sound so hokey, but like I'm growing my hair out. And so I'm just enjoying brushing it. Dorky, no. That's where I'm at right now, and and stickers, like yeah, I'm getting lots of fun out of stickers. I found a new sticker club. I love it. (laughs) And I'm getting my first shipment. It should be this week of my stickers. I need to hear all about this. You know I do. (laughs) Stickers. I'm so excited. What club is it? Yeah, I knew you were going to ask me that. I don't remember. (laughs) I just know the the gal who runs it, her name is Mo, and I follow her on Instagram. It was actually an Instagram ad, and I clicked on it, and I was like, oh, this is it. Because there's stickers from all over the world, so they're not just the ones I'm used to seeing at Michael's or um, Joanne's. Like, they're from all over the world. How fun. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, and I did Um, the opposite. I hacked all my hair off. What? So, oh, you did. That's right. I, I saw it now, right? Well, I when I actually have the time to curl it, then it's curled. But the rest of the okay. time, it's it's straight. But that was a big thing for me because oh, I bet I well, there's a lot. I mean, oh man, this could go yeah. on for hours. Another count. <laughs> yeah. But for me, there's a lot of like breaking down of familiarity and kind of mm-hmm. like just being my own 
person and having control over my own choices, even about my hair. Yeah, yeah. And so that that was kind of a big thing. I actually went a little shorter than I meant to. But I figured, you know what? It could grow if I don't like it. And I just kind of needed a a fresh start. And so Mm -hmm. it felt really good to lose those locks. So how much did you cut off? I think it was probably seven or eight inches. All right. Wow. Can you still put it back in a ponytail? I can. It's a short little one, but it can still be pulled up. That was essential for me. So, so yeah. Well, that was, that was a very winding episode and kind (laughs) of different from the norm, but I hope that you guys still found that to be, to be valuable and just apologize to Katie, Katie Duckett. I'm going to call her out right now on the mention of chicken carcasses. I'm so sorry. (laughs) She will crack up when she hears this, but so sorry. (laughs) Oh my. Yes. She has an aversion. She's she's been a um, what's it called a caterer, but she can't handle meat with bones. Oh yeah, like used to. I would plan it when my mom was over, and, and so, so my funny. mom. I mean, that's how wimpy I was. Like my mom still used to buy my underwear. Like you know, like it's like I'm not going to the laundry department. That's um, hilarious. I buy my own now, but and I've also learned to you know debone the chicken or whatever yeah like I can do it but yeah I mean that's not for wimps that's for sure no. like it's it's no. ugh, ugh, I can't stand it yeah. but it has to be done it has so. to be done yep all right there well, you have it thank you for chatting with me Jody. I so well, appreciate it well thank you I feel much better <laughs> me too <laughs> thank you everyone all right I'll talk to you soon all right thank you bye bye Phew. well that was an intense one, but I hope you guys still were able to benefit from it in some way. And like I said in the episode, just thank you to all of you who've been with me through this long haul and have just offered so much support throughout this entire process. I am eternally grateful to each and every one of you. If you want to get more involved and you want to hear more of this crazy vulnerability kind of thing and kind of be one of those Patreon VIPs that is going to get more of a glimpse into the real stuff of what's going on with me, then you can head over to patreon.com forward slash cultivating the lovely. And we'd love to have you check that out and be a part of it. We also have our new podcast, What Ingrid and Fiona Like, that is coming out weekly for all Patreon supporters of $5 and up. So thank you for joining that. And I hope you are enjoying that kind of little bit more silly podcast as well. All right, ladies, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for all your ratings and reviews and iTunes. Until next time, when I am back with Sarah McKenzie talking about her new book, the Read Aloud family. Go be bold and gracious. The biggest international festival for the business of podcasting is back. The Podcast Show London will bring together thousands of podcast creators under one roof on the 22nd and 23rd of May. Also featuring major industry players, global brands, and some of the most iconic voices in podcasting. Plus, creator meetups, networking, and an evening festival of unmissable live shows. Passes from £89. Book yours now at thepodcastshowlondon.com. <laughs> <laughs>